Hello and welcome to the geek to me podcast. I am Libby. And I'm Casey. Today, we're taking a trip to the zoo. The Crypto Zoo. Let's, Let's geek, geek out. out. Have you read it? This week on Have You Read It, um, we're going to be talking about Steven Spielberg's new project. You've heard of Steven Spielberg, right? Well, duh. He is working on a new video series for a streaming service that's coming out next year. It's called QB, uh, Q-U-I-B-I, short for Quick Bites, that is being launched by former Disney executive Jeffrey Katzenberg. And it's going to be a streaming service focusing on short-form videos that will be exclusive for mobile devices. Um, but Spielberg is working on a new show, kind of like a Twilight Zone horror-type show, called Spielberg's After Dark, that he's signed on for about 12, 10 to 12 episodes. I think he's, uh, he's written about five or six so far. But here's the catch about the show. The app will follow your phone's internal clock and wait for it to get dark, wait for after sunset. The video will only be available then. You will not be able to watch it during the day. That is cool. That That's that's neat. I feel like it'll get annoying really quickly. Yeah. For, but the, for those of us who don't have free time at night and only have free time during the day, we're a little bit hosed, but that's still kind of cool because how many times have you wanted to watch something scary but been like nah I'm not, I'm not brave enough to watch that at night in the dark yeah I, there's certain things that you just don't watch at night because no. you'll just scare the crap out of yourself unless you're very very brave yeah yeah uh, I'm I'm a scaredy cat eh. when it comes to stuff like that I, I like to do it sometimes sometimes it's fun to just set the motif yeah I mean, I can't do it by myself. Other people have to be around. Yeah. You know what's in a lot of horror movies? What? Cryptozoology. <gasps> what a brilliant segue into this episode. For those of you that are like, crypto what? Cryptozoology is a pseudoscience and subculture that aims to prove the existence of entities from the folklore record, such as Bigfoot and El Chupacabre. Which, for argument's sake, we will be expanding on in this episode to include mythical creatures like dragons, goblins, pegasi. Pegasi. Wyverns. Um, Phoenix. Uh, Loch Ness Monster. And some of these have actual semi-answers, especially Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Um, vampires, yeah. Mothman. Kraken. The the Le, bleh, the Leviathan. That's hard to say. <laughs> a little bit. Okay, what do we want to talk about first? Well, I'll start with an easy question. What's your favorite mythical creature? Mm, probably dragons. If I had to pick. Dragons one. or wyverns? Dragons. I like my dragons. I like the four legs. Four legs, wings. I mean. I like that type of dragon, not the long-bodied ones that yeah, have no wings. The, not the Asian-style dragons. Yeah, it's the Western. Western dragons are yeah. the ones. Yeah, I always get it confused. Yeah. So for anybody that listening that is confused as to what the heck we're talking about, most of the dragons that you see in TV shows and movies are not technically accurately dragons. They're wyverns. The difference being a dragon has four independent legs and a set of wings, whereas a wyvern has its wings attached to its front legs. So A lot like a bird. Yeah. So Smaug from the Hobbit trilogy. Wyvern. Uh, wyvern. Uh, the dragons in Skyrim. Wyverns. wyverns. Uh, Drogon Regal Viserion in Game of Thrones. Wyverns. wyverns. Now, uh, Saphira from Aragon is a dragon. The dragon from Shrek is, is a, a dragon. dragon. Uh, what else is there? I know there's others. There's really not as many as you would think. Yeah, there's not as many dragons as you would think. You okay. usually see wyverns. Pete's dragon. Actual dragon. Um, I don't remember if the, uh, the luck dragon. I have to look that up real quick. I want to see if the luck dragon is a dragon. 
I, yeah, I've never seen Never Ending Story. Uh, well, I can't help we you need there. to fix that. Yeah, I can't help you there. It makes me cry every time. <laughs> the luck dragon is a dragon. Although it's an extra dragon, it has two extra legs. It has six legs. What is that? A bug dragon? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a six-legged dragon is. What's more scary than, than a flying, fire-breathing dragon? One with six legs. Okay, no, it is... It is a dragon, but it's it's an eastern dragon because it does not have wings. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it is a dragon, but it has extra legs. <laughs> yeah. So, that's weird. But, yeah. Dragons, breathe fire, are impenetrable. Impenetrable scales. Usually. Typically. They're, they're basically cats, but with wings. Yeah, a lot of times they are mimicked after cats. Very smart, but also kind of dicks. And yeah. prefer to be left alone. And like shiny things. Yeah, typically. Like birds. Yeah. So it's like a bird-cat combo. You know what? KK is a lot like a dragon. Just a little bit. She's an asshole. <laughs> she is. Okay, so what else? Um, there's other animals like the phoenix. You're not going to ask what my favorite animal is? Oh, sorry. What's your favorite animal? <laughs> uh, I think it's as far as uh, the cryptozoology side, I think it's somewhere a tie between either mermaids or the kraken. Just something Because to me, something that lives in the water is much more at least plausible. Yeah. I mean, mermaids, I'm not suggesting that they actually do exist but the it, it's more likely to exist than something yeah. that would happen on land right the we kind of know land by this point yeah not to say that there still aren't things out there we have airplanes we have helicopters we got that shit down yeah but we know more about outer space than we do our own oceans yeah there's there's areas we can't go to and um what is the um there's the giant octopus there's Not octopus. Giant squid and giant squid, the colossal squid. The colossal squid. That's the one we know almost nothing about. Yeah. we. I think there's maybe one or two pictures of it. Which they, they is... Never caught a, they've never caught a live specimen. They have. They did? They have caught a live specimen. It did not live very long. Mm. It. I think it died shortly after, but they've only caught one. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was that or a giant squid because I know they've caught a giant before. Yeah, they've caught several giants, um, but not... They're only the one colossal, but they they are a lot bigger than yeah. the giant ones. But they're, they're they're the ones that are more than likely considered the kraken, and then um, kraken is also along the lines of the leviathan. Right. And I know you have a username as the leviathan. Yeah. Explain that. Uh, that's actually based off a of Thomas Hobbes book that I read in a history class in college. I don't know anything about the Leviathan, so it's similar, explain that. It's a similar beast uh, mentioned in the Bible, actually, that there's a giant serpent that lives in the water. Okay. Um, which is ironically close to Norse mythology. Um, I'm going to butcher the name of it, but uh, Jormungandr, the world serpent that lives in the ocean and whose entire body circles the earth. Okay, yeah. That will arise during Ragnarok to kill Thor. Oh, okay. But yeah, Thor we watched that. Back. Yeah, that YouTube video. I forgot. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the Leviathan. Essentially. I got you. Yeah. And of course there's also the Megalodon. I for, love for those of you who didn't see the Jason Satham movie. Yeah, Megalodon's good. Um And again, I mean it's not entirely it's it's based on do we find the evidence of it and we haven't, but there's still just so much that we don't know. Yeah, cryptozoology or pseudosciences are a little bit different. They have an, a thing that they are trying to prove rather than the other way around. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't follow the scientific method like science does. That's why it's called a pseudoscience. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still applying some you know, fairly realistic techniques into it, but it's going into the field with the 
preformed belief that this animal, this creature exists, and I'm going to find proof of it without necessarily thinking, well, I think this might be a thing. I went to go in, oh, look, I didn't find it, ergo, I'm, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, other other pseudosciences are, like, ghost hunting, and then this one I just heard of. I'm, I've got the Wikipedia pulled up, but UFOlogy, mm-hmm. which is UFOology. They should have put an extra O in there for it to make sense. Like, zoology. Yeah, but then they ended up calling it, like, ufology. Ufology. That's fun, though. Ufology. I, I would I would uh, read more on ufology. Have you ever seen a UFO? No. I have. Okay. I'm not saying it's aliens, but I have seen one that I did not know what it was, and it was not a plane. Well, if you don't know what it is, of it's course it's a UFO. It's by definition. Okay. What else? What do we want to go for from here? Since we're talking about animals, do you want to talk about the rest of the animals? We've got the phoenix. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want a phoenix? If you could, if you could have one as a pet, barring a dragon, yeah, phoenixes I, I think are pretty cool. Phoenix. Yeah, I mean they, I mean they die, but they don't die; they come back. Yeah. And what pet owner wouldn't want that? Exactly. Plus, coming from the Harry Potter episode last week, Fox is adorable. Oh yeah. Fox is so sweet. He's he's sweet. And then there's unicorns, which unicorns show up in the Bible. Yeah, they could also be rhinos. Yeah, um, unicorns. I I don't have anything pulled up at this point in time, but unicorns do show up in the Bible about five times, and they don't really explain it. <laughs> what a unicorn is, so they they believe it's very plausible for a unicorn to have existed, but there are no remains that we know of right they think that they may if they ever did exist they were probably hunted to extinction for their horns yeah and their horns would i mean depending on i mean most horns like that are like like the elephant right tusks and stuff like that or ivory so it was likely ivory so we wouldn't necessarily know the difference probably i mean there would be some testing yeah that would probably be different but i don't know that was a long time ago yeah but if it's being shaped into something else it's not like you're going to see one find one intact in the desert somewhere hi bullet bullet has decided to join us for this episode he keeps escaping the yard so he can't go outside right now he's a little monster of his own he just wants to go play with the with his puppy friends next door but it's funny speaking of unicorns how many the cryptids of the mythological animals are just man's version of explaining something else. Yes. Like the kraken is probably or possibly the giant squid or colossal squid, a unicorn's a rhino. Um, now, I want to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Because they have sort of figured that one out or the best equivalent that they can figure out because what is in Loch Ness are whales catfish and if you've ever seen a whale's catfish you probably haven't but can't say that I have they are kind of ugly and gigantic um I have a picture here I'll post it on Instagram and all the socials but it two people are holding it up and I mean, this thing is huge. And I mean, it looks. Um, if if it was in dark water, you wouldn't necessarily, yeah, know that it wasn't the Loch Ness monster. Something else, yeah. Because I've always been a believer in Nessie and Champ and all those. Like I said, you never know what's in the water. Not really. You do if you can see it. Yeah, but how often can you really see it? I don't know. It depends on if I've got goggles on or not. Hmm. Although, that one time we were in uh, Florida, what was it? We didn't know what it was that was swimming up to us. And then we asked the, yeah, lifeguard, the lifeguard later. Yeah, manatees. Yep. And, and two days in a row, yeah. it happened. They came right up to us. 
and one <laughs> that one guy that was on the float freaked out like he jumped up and like was like he was on one of those ring floats and then jumped up and was like had his hands and his knees up on the float trying to get out of the water as much as he could uh. it was hilarious and we were like it's a manatee dude because <laughs> yeah. that was the second day that we had seen it which to go back uh manatees are most likely the inspiration for mermaids which yeah not a lot of similarities between the two not really i mean there's the tail that's about it yeah <laughs> that's about it and then uh something mermaids have in common are succubi incubi and sirens and they all lure people to their death. Mostly, mostly stupid men. Yeah. Stupid, desperate men. Except for Incubus. Yeah, which every time I hear Incubus, I think of the band. I know, me too. I don't. I, usually, you think of succubus, mermaids, and sirens, and they're all females. Yeah. Well, a succubus makes for a better horror movie. Yeah. They really do. There's been enough of them. There's been enough shows of them. Yeah. I just remember watching Charmed and the succubus being in that. Yeah. There's also a uh, book series. I was going to say the Rochelle Mead series. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's called Succubus Blues. I can't remember. I really like that book. I was going to say series. you I'll look that up here in a minute. Not to mention mermaids and sirens are coming from sailors who are notoriously superstitious they're right up there with baseball players baseball players baseball players are insanely superstitious countless numbers of them that's like they have to wear the exact same shoes they have to eat the exact same thing it's like you if uh, guys in the middle of a pitchers in the middle of a no hitter you don't look at him you don't talk to him none of that I think all sports people are superstitious. Yeah. Because what the hockey people don't shave. Yeah, playoff beards. That's that's a little bit more tradition. Yeah. Mm, mm. I'm not that superstitious. No. I purposefully dump salt over <laughs> and then you'll throw it over your and shoulder. And watch me freak out. Yeah. I'll just do it over and over and over again <laughs> until you stop and take it away from me. I'm picky with the superstitions. I'll walk under a ladder and pick up a black cat, no problem. But yeah, you dump salt and I'm throwing it. Yeah, I'll just keep dumping it. And then I have to take it away from you. Yep. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't subscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> I do like. <laughs> yeah, I do like the story or behind it. That's more fun about any of it than anything. Is not so much that it may or may not exist or may or may not be true. It's just the How story did it that come goes along be? with it. Yeah. yeah. Who whose story was it? Where did it start? Yeah. Okay. Because it's like the unicorn. It means one horn. Well, rhino has one horn, but it turned into a beautiful, you know, all white horse with a long flowing mane and magical powers that also had a horn. And one thing I did not put it on here, and I should have, but Pegasus. Yeah. Flying horse. Which, yeah, it just has wings. Yeah. I suddenly pictured a unicorn with wings. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally you see that. Um, I think uh, that's just an accident. Yeah. For a while I thought that they were one and the same, but that was you know, 30 years ago. Um, uh, there's also the composite species. Yeah. Those are the half man, half animal. Insert whatever animal. Yeah, you got your half man, half bull, half horse, half goat. Yeah, minotaurs, centaurs, chimera, sphinx, satyrs. Now, I have a question. I have an answer, maybe. What would, oh, I forgot her name. 
chick with the snakes on her head. Medusa. What would Medusa be that? It depends on which version of the story you go with because some legends portray her as half woman, half snake. Like she has the body of a snake with snake hair. And then others just say, no, she's just a woman with snake hair and stone gaze. So I, because Medusa's a Gorgon. So Gorgons, I think, are technically off on their own. Okay. It's kind of like, so well, there's, there's something different. It's like technically a mermaid would be a composite because it's half woman, half fish, but because of the lore surrounding it and there's a specific type of behavior, they end up in a different category. Gotcha. I gotcha. The luring sailors to their death category. Okay, and then we've got werewolves. Now there is a little bit of ba- the basis for some of the werewolf stories, and I'm gonna have to think back for a minute. I want to say 14th century uh, France. There was a very, very, very large wolf roaming the countryside that terrorized a lot of people that inspired several wolf le- werewolf legends because it was a man-sized wolf and it was a man-eating wolf. But, um, I'll think of it. Dire wolves. Dire wolves existed. Yeah. So wasn't it just a dire wolf? It could have been, but it would have been in a time when they either didn't know about it or thought they died out. Gotcha. Okay, so it was more than likely a dire wolf. Yeah, it could have been. Okay. And then there's also Wendigos, which are very like werewolves, sort of. Wendigos, in terms of Algonquin culture, scare the crap out of me. Because I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a show that Animal Planet used to have called Lost Tapes, which was folklore meets like B-movie versions of the Blair Witch Project where it would present to you a show about a cryptid and present it as if it were true and then have like a found footage clip of somebody going out into the woods and running into Bigfoot or a werewolf or, uh, you know, a Thunderbird or something like that. And they did a Wendigo episode and it was super, super freaky. Now, all I know about Wendigos are what was on Charmed. Mm -hmm. So what are Wendigos? So a Wendigo in Indian or in Native American culture is an evil spirit that it, it ser- in, in the folklore it serves as a warning against cannibalism okay. because it's, it's the legend goes that if you consume the flesh of another person you will turn into this creature that's usually described as like a walking skeleton almost like famine of uh, it's very tall very gaunt uh, the skin is just barely peeled over the bones. I mean, it's just you know, paper thin and haunting and just devours anything it can get its hands on. It's usually pretty easy like a rotting man or like a half man, half deer. Like body of a man, but the head of a deer. That is not what was in Charmed. No, completely different. Yeah. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm freaked out over is the uh, Algonquin story. Now... On Charmed, it was a little bit different because it was a woman who lost her love or something? Or her lover cheated on her, and then she turned into this thing and ate his heart. Mm. And so now every how when I, I can't remember exactly what the deal was, but for like three days or four days or something like that, she would eat the hearts out of these people and she ended up turning Piper into one because she scratched her so that's very werewolf like so it was like they confused Wendigo and werewolf yeah or I mean they may have just used a different there. Used, yeah Yeah. so like creative that's one version difference. of a Wendigo okay so it looks like a Harry Potter werewolf with antlers yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> it looks like Lupin as a werewolf, but with antlers. That's a little different. Yeah. Okay. So you would think, how can a zombified deer essentially be scary? And then you Google it and you go, okay, that was a bad idea. Yeah. It's like, Ugh. It's a little bit of nightmare fuel. 
Now, I also have shapeshifters down here. Um, yeah, which I'm glad you said that because that is an important distinction to make. I define werewolf as you can't control turning into the wolf. Yeah. Because when Twilight came out, a lot of people kept saying, oh, Jacob's a werewolf. I'm like, well, if he can control it, that's technically not a werewolf. And well, they, they don't actually, actually say werewolf in the books, they do. do they? They do? They, they, call, they call them werewolves, but they they um they do in, in like later the last book they finally like pinpoint when the uh volturi come over and they have their standoff with the cullens they actually say oh those aren't real werewolves those are shapeshifters or i forget exactly what they call them but they're like they aren't werewolves so they do point it out. Yeah. But they do kind of, I mean, they do and they don't call themselves werewolves. They jokingly call themselves werewolves. Gotcha. But yeah, they do know that they aren't. Because uh, one of the guys is like super scared of werewolves because he got attacked by them. Because they are, they, I forget exactly how they worked out, but I think the way she had the werewolves worked out in the book is they became the wolf and then they never turned back. Okay. But they didn't hit on it very long. Like, it was a sidebar. Yeah. Like, a, oh, hey, those aren't werewolves. Leave them alone. Right. Yes. Like, they haven't broken any rules or we don't have to kill them sort of thing. Yeah, it'd be more. It's more like an animagus thing where, like, Sirius Black can turn into a large dog but he does it by choice. Whereas Lupin is a werewolf because he can't control it. He can try to, but yeah, that's yeah. That's how I was defined. Is I go by the old Wolfman Lon Chaney version of the Wolfman story. Yeah, and I I, I subscribe to that. Cha Ching. Yeah, subscribe to us, please. Also, um, for me, anyways, I don't know about you, but the reason our uh, the dog that we have below us, uh, we named him Silver Bullet. Now, I used to have a dog named Bailey that would bark. She was a basset hound, but she would do this woof kind of bark, and it sounded like she was saying werewolf. And we'd always joke that when she did that bark that she was warning us of werewolves. So when we got Bullet, uh, we were, like, throwing names around, couldn't figure out exactly what to name him, and Silver Bullet popped in my head, because he is a basset or a dachshund, pit mix so he barks he has that bay and he does that type of bark so I was like hey why don't we kind of take this little joke that I used to do with my other dog and name him silver bullet and he'll chase off werewolves too yeah so that was my own little it's adorable that that's why I wanted to name him silver bullet mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever explained that yeah, you Enough. do. Yeah, okay. He's, a, he's adorable for it. Except the thing is, when he tries to do the little woo-woo bark, his voice cracks. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah, we think he's more a dachshund pit mix than anything. He looks like those gray pit bulls, yeah. but really short legs, long yeah. body. And he's got like a... He's got one of those dachshund-type heads a little bit. He's just not... His muzzle isn't as long. Yeah. Um, it's funny that most of the ones that most of the animals and the creatures we've been talking about are steeped in folklore have been seen for centuries and you would think that most of these stories are left to olden times but you still get some that pop up new and the one that pops to my mind uh, is the Mothman legend because that came out in the late 60s 66, 67 now I don't know anything about Mothman so the Mothman story is in and I'm going to have to take a second to remember. I'm pretty sure it's Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Okay. Yeah, Point, Point okay. Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, that in 1966, a group of teenagers saw a, what they said was a humanoid-shaped figure that had bright red eyes and could fly. Now, it's probably a misidentified owl, barn owl, or screech owl, or something like that, and just the lights reflecting up its eyes. 
but it took off and then other people reported seeing it too and it was spotted several times over the course of a year and its last official appearance officially recognized appearance was in december 1967 and shortly after that on december 15th the silver bridge in point pleasant west virginia collapsed into the ohio river killed 46 people and mothman wasn't seen as widely after that and so a lot of people claimed that he was warning them that it was going to happen that he was <laughs> okay. signing that there is a statue of the mothman in point pleasant to this day there is a book um loosely based on all of it called the mothman prophecies which also became the movie um again probably a misidentified owl but it's still it's still a fun little urban legend that even in a, a more modern setting it's not something that's easily dismissed and of course there's still people out there saying no it's real it's a government experiment it's it's an alien it's another species that we just don't know about now i have another theory that seems a bit more plausible what if mothman was on the bridge and he died and that's why we haven't seen him well there haven't been as many it's not as widely seen there's still okay. been a few sightings but not like it has been i've never heard of him so yeah i think they're owls it, more than likely but it's also see that's fun it's a fun look at the human imagination too that something as simple as an owl or a manatee or something like that that we don't fully understand and we immediately associate just wild theories and stories with it like uh also another one like some of these are very specific to areas yeah there's uh, el chupacabra there's also the jersey devil yeah so all of those are usually el chupacabra i mean the name speaks for itself it's in mexico yeah or in those areas is where you hear about it more often yeah Mexico or like the southern U.S. even. And usually when those pop up, you see it's usually a like severely like mangy dog or yeah. a mangy raccoon. And they're like, oh, it's El Chupacabra. Yeah, or a mangy coyote or something like that. Yeah, and it's, it's like, dude, that's a insert yeah. animal here that has mange. Which is also weird because I remember hearing about the Chupacabra way before people started finding bodies and carcasses on unsolved mysteries the old unsolved mysteries and they would talk about it and they would have descriptions and it looked nothing like these descriptions like the old the old chupacabras i remember people describing looked more like something out of hp lovecraft to me it looks like than a dog yeah to me it looks like the harry potter werewolf with like porcupine Exactly. It's, Stickers on its back. It stands on its hind legs. It's taller with big, almost alien-like black eyes. And you know, sometimes hairy or scaly skin, but with the spikes all the way from its top of its head down its back. Yeah. With you know, razor-sharp claws. That's the chupacabra I remember. So when you say that, that's what comes to mind. And then people bring out you know, a dead coyote or a dead wolf and go, look, it's a chupacabra. I'm like, no, that's not it. Yeah, it it's just people wanting something to be real, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil is one of my favorite urban legends and one of my favorite X-Files episodes. Yeah, the Jersey Devil is really good. Yeah. It's sad, though. It is a little sad. But the original story was that the... Oh, gosh. I'm forgetting my folklore. I'm apologizing to my folklore teachers from college right now. That the Leeds family in Pine Barrens, New Jersey, um, they had 12 children, and then when the wife gave birth to the 13th child, um, because 13 is evil and scary and bad, that she gave birth to him and he came out with horns and hooves and wings and took off flying out the chimney <laughs> and is still living in the woods of New Jersey, which is BS, but it did inspire a sports team, and I can't think of that many other local urban legends that have a team like that. Yeah. That, that, have, that have that much of an impact. Uh, yeah, I like when stuff like that gets out there. Mm. 
like, hey, we have this crazy thing. Let's call our sports team this. Yeah. Which you do see a lot of sports teams that are called the dragons, but that's about it. You don't see a lot of unicorns and minotaurs and kraken. I feel like we should. I, I'd go for that. We, we need to, yeah, let's get away from, like, real animals. Let's go towards, like, let's have a Bigfoot team. Yeah, there's enough tigers out there. We don't need any more lions or tigers or the, bears. The Yeti team. A Yeti for a hockey team would be really good. That'd be brilliant. Or uh, the abominable snowman. It could be the Bumbles. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'd go for that. It's funny, though, too, because I... I remember watching again Unsolved Mysteries. I watched a lot of Unsolved Mysteries as a kid, and those are always my favorites. Were the like mythical creatures and ghosts and things like that, if they were real. And for some reason, anytime they would say Bigfoot, I'd be like, Nah, Bigfoot doesn't exist. Sasquatch doesn't exist. Boggy Creek creature, um, swamp ape, nah, those don't exist. Yeti's got to be real though. <laughs> Somehow, as a kid, I was so much more willing to believe that the Yeti was real. Just because the Himalayas were this far-off exotic place that I didn't know that much about versus the backwoods of Oregon. I'm like, meh, really? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know about that one. That goes back into the pseudoscience of a bunch of dude bros going out into the woods in the middle of the night going, Bigfoot, are you out there? And then when they hear something that they don't understand because they have no understanding of the ecosystem, they go, it's clearly Bigfoot. Yeah. And I, I always love that it's like Jim Bob and yeah. Leroy and all them all them other guys out there just drinking some buds and they got some shotguns out there and hey look there's a Bigfoot yeah it's kind of like uh, the ghost show same thing where a dude walks into a, an abandoned house with a camera and goes if there's something here make a noise. And then 20 minutes later, when the house creaks, he goes, Oh, dude, clearly a ghost. If you're trying to do the grudge, I'm going to laugh more than be afraid. No, I'm just making weird noises that sound like ghosts. Yeah, because the grudge was a terrible movie. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. Good. Do yourself <laughs> a favor. Don't watch it. <laughs> I just know about it. Now, I can do the grudge sound, but I'm not going to, because audio nightmare. Yeah. Doesn't make for good editing time. So, have we talked about everything? Oh, goblins, fairies, pixies. There have been people that said they have pictures of fairies, which turned out to not be true, of course, but... Yeah, um... There's another book by Rochelle Mead that has fairies in it, but they call themselves gentries, and they're not actually fairy size, or what you think fairy size. They're actually just regular humans' sizes. There's a lot that goes into that book, and I don't know how much time I have to explain that, but I like those type of fairies. Yeah. And then there's also the charmed fairies. <laughs> there's a lot of pseudoscience and charmed. <laughs> a, lot a, of, <laughs> a lot of myth. A lot of yeah. magic. The myth. The legend. Crypto what? But yeah, um, fairies. What? I don't know the difference between fairies and pixies. Aren't pixies a little more animalistic, whereas fairies are more humanized? You know, I'm not sure. They're just very playful. Mm. And then goblins, we know what... Most people know what goblins are. Goblins and trolls. Although trolls can kind of fall into the... Yeah, trolls fall up there with... Giants. Like, like giants and cyclopses of the massive creatures well there's there's different types of trolls like there are some like trolls like trolls and gob I would classify trolls and goblins together and then there's cyclops giants and ogres 
But there are some trolls that are giants. Yeah. To answer your earlier question, what the difference between a fairy and a pixie is, essentially, a pixie is a more like mischievous version of a fairy. Like pixies tend to be more, like not evil, but disruptive. Yeah, I I always picture the Harry Potter pixies. Yeah, that's, that's something like that. Yeah, whereas a fairy is a little more refined. Like yeah, the, like the Once Upon a Time fairies. Yeah. Now there's those, and then goblins. They like coin. <laughs> goblins are very greedy yeah goblins and uh kajits and kajit <laughs> i don't know why i'm thinking about skyrim i guess because we brought up dragons we but did. no uh yeah dragons and uh see even the werewolves goblins. in skyrim are not technically werewolves because they can control it you suffer if you don't change but still control yeah, you can't you you can change if you want, but you can't change back. Uh, it you have to be that werewolf for a little bit, don't you? Yeah, for a little while. Okay, so there's so it's it's kind of a weird. I guess yeah, it's, it's a half and game. half. Yeah, it's like they sort of have control over it and sort of don't. So they're 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 kind of werewolves, kind of shapeshifters. Yeah. Um, what the werewolves in um the Buffy? Yeah, werewolf. Oz. Oz is a legit werewolf. Okay. Because he does not get to control it. He has no say in the matter. Speaking of werewolves, somehow we are leaving out quite possibly the most famous, most notorious, most widespread of all the mythical creatures out there: the vampire. Well, it's we haven't gotten down there yet. We talked about El Chupacabre. I, I just picked out El Chupacabre. I have vampire and El Chupacabre, El Chupacabre put together. I just didn't mention vampires yet. Yeah. Speaking of Twilight. <laughs> yeah. We talked about the werewolves, but <laughs> not, not the main thing. Which I think it'd be more interesting to... Uh, understand the werewolves side of things but yeah yeah but anyway back to vampires yeah Vamp uh, we talked about this earlier about how so many mythical creatures they've their stories have changed they've gone from something horrid to something fun like there's you know the little mermaid took you know an almost ca a cautionary tale and turned it into a fun story there's kids versions of you know, dragons and wolves and werewolves and things like that. Puff the maggot. <laughs> Not the maggot dragon. <laughs> maggot dragon. Magic dragon. But I don't think anything's. I don't think anything's gone undergone as big a transformation as vampires have. Because vampires have gone from very scary horror to seductive and popular. And now, also childlike, because you have things like the little vampire and even the count on Sesame Street. Yeah. Now, the the seduction has always been there. It's just never been it's the just primary more, aspect. Yeah, it's more sexualized. But it's always been there. Whereas older vampires, it was mostly males that you saw because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly male vampires attacking females and draining them of their blood or taking them back to wherever. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily females doing it, but now you have more. It's a it's another cautionary tale. Yeah. It's just it's interesting that it's one of the very few that appears in almost every culture on on earth that everybody has some version of a vampire, either just the normal vampire, the Nosferatu, the Strigoi. Um, Strigoi, I forgot about Strigoi. Yeah, and they, but they still vary that from the you know, seductive, the man from the dead, versus you know, just 
ghastly creatures of the night. Now, another type of vampire, and it's spelled similar to vampire, the the dampier. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yes. What are those? Because I have another Rochelle Meatbutt. <laughs> I like her, apparently. Um, where they have dampiers, vampires, and strigoi. And it's basically just different levels. Like the strigoi are the un- uncontrollable yeah. vampires, super strong. A and da- can kill vampires. Yeah. A dampier is the result of is a child that's half human, half vampire. It's okay. A, it's uh, it's Balkans folklore. Okay. So yeah. So that's that's what that is because that's what it is in this book is the dampiers are half and half, but th- they have like all the strength of well in this book vampires are not that strong. The dampiers are strong. They're sh- they're stronger than vampires and they're stronger than humans uh, but then strigoi are even stronger than all of them and then yeah but that's vampire academy yeah i really like those books yeah i read the first one it was good yeah kind of peters off there in the middle and then has a strong end yeah, <laughs> yeah. i still like it I'll still read it over and over again. Yeah. I, I partly blame Anne Rice for the whole sexy vampire thing, too. Interview with the vampire. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise kind of changed the game a little bit. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Because even, to me, when I think vampires, even into the 90s, I think like the Buffy the Vampire style. Yeah, ugly. Gross. Like, like But it's that same, like, you know, attractive charming and then ugly and gross yeah that they change now the bat vampires turning into bats Mm -hmm. do you have any information on that do you have any thought on that do you care i mean there are vampire bats that are about as pesky as mosquitoes yeah i'm i'm talking about like vampires turning into bats I mean, I'm what? Where are you on the caring? Zero that, to ten. That do you is care. That, that is not zero. A, that is not a defining characteristic of a vampire to me. Okay. The uh, the ability to turn into a bat or not does not immediately make me go ah vampire. But if they do, do is there something that's like ooh no? It's a vampire turn off for me. Yeah, it it does not affect me one way or the other okay the ones the ones where i draw the lines when it turns into this is a vampire this is not um the biggest one is daylight if a vampire goes out in the day they burn now i i'm sorry and i know it, it i mean me liking twilight is a very non geek thing no, it's a geek thing. It's just a controversial geek thing. Yeah, it's... Ten, it's ten years later, it's the, controversial. Ma- the madness has subsided. Yeah, I can I can now say, yeah, I do like Twilight. Suck it. But I actually do like that they don't really have a weakness. The only way to kill another vampire in the Twilight series is for other vampires to come by and, like, break them apart and then burn them. The sun doesn't mess with them. I I I like the strength in well, that, that's, but it's weird because then they're they're like indestructible. Yeah, to me that's a little too overpowered. I don't know. I I I like to occasionally have that overpowered enemy, non-enemy thing. Which even in folklore, you can kill a vampire by. Uh, Decapitating and then burning the remains. Yeah. That's up there on the list. Staking them does not technically kill them. It just keeps them immobilized. Like in the X-Files. The guys, uh, the kid gets staked. And yeah. then on the in, on the uh, autopsy table, it takes the stake out and then he wakes up. Oh, I love that episode. forgot about <laughs> that episode until you mentioned it. Oh, that cool. and it's super funny. Oh. I, I love that it's from 
uh, Mulder's point of view and Scully's point of view because uh, it's Luke Wilson is the sheriff and when Scully is telling the story he looks all handsome but when Mulder tells the story he's got a buck teeth and he's got a real real uh, country drawl and just super country but then he's super just handsome and everything when Scully tells the story <laughs> that and I love when the the thing about vampires always having to count yeah he throws the sunflower seeds at him he's like oh you're really gonna pay for this one two three four <laughs> which is why the count on Sesame Street is vampire that's why he's the count that's why he's obsessed with counting why did why are vampires obsessed with counting do you know, or is it just one of those weird things that's gotten carried through? Because I think it's funny. Are they OCD? Do vampires have OCD? Because that's a very OCD thing. Yeah, it's just come out of the legends. Okay. Well. Like, the holy objects make sense. The what? The holy objects, he said? Are supposed to ward off vampires. That makes sense because in a lot of stories that they're brought back by the devil, they're back from the dead. Yeah. So that would make sense, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of these are mixed in with um, biblical. I say biblical, but religion is always the counter to these things. Right. And as Christianity spread through Europe, it took in a lot of these folklore. It like it didn't so much assimilate it as it used itself as a counter. Yeah. To this, so it you know as it spread, um, you know, you, it goes into an area where this is a folklore belief, and they say, well, to counteract that, here's this. Yeah, it's like. No, don't worry about that. Worry about this thing. Yeah. Who's your favorite cinematic vampire? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Cinematic? Mm-hmm. I'm weird. We can, we'll expand that to TV. Can we expand that to books? Sure. Because I like, um, like, I can picture the thing. Like, they've got tattoos. House of Night. Yes. God. I like the House of Night series up to a point. But I like those types of vampires. Yeah. They They are sensitive to light, but not deathly. Um, they, they do still, oh, they don't drink blood until they, like, quote unquote, graduate. They go into this school once they go into the transformation of becoming a vampire and they get this, like, little half moon thing on their forehead. And then once they go through the transition, they get all the tattoos. But it's all biological. Right. It's not something that is done to them. It's something that is biological. And it just happens. Yeah, just a process. So they they be, they get the thing on their forehead, and then they go to the school, and then... They have to stay at the school where it's safe for them until they, and they do school stuff while they're there. And then once they, uh, once they graduate, they graduate individually based on when their body is done, but not all of them survive the change. Not everybody makes it, yeah. which is interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like I like that type of vampire. Yeah. I've always had a soft spot for uh, Keeper Sutherland's character David in The Lost Boys. Yeah, was always badass. That and Spike from Buffy, which may say something that I just have a thing for like 
blonde dudes who are also vampires. But <laughs> <laughs> no, Spike was Spike was always was always fun. Just being the he wants to be a dick, but he's he really does have a heart deep down. Yeah, I like those type of characters too. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, we've we've hit on everything a little bit of everything we did not talk about cyclops trolls giants and ogres i mentioned them we didn't talk about them yeah cyclops one eye greek mythology yeah um trolls trolls are normally uh like nordic they have a sensitive they they have a sensitivity to light like vampires but they turn to stone they turn to stone yeah and then so, giants yeah, are just giant and stupid usually which there's also been people claim that they found giant skeletons out there but most of them have turned out to be hoaxes as well yeah doesn't stop people from trying and then shrek i i, I just know shrek i don't know actual ogres so <laughs> shrek is my <laughs> frame of ref reference for any sort of ogre that they eat people and they apparently like eyeballs and they like to grind bones they sound like witches now that is stereotypical of witches how dare you they can grind all types of bones they do not have to grind human bones Uh ogres like to grind human bones Ogres have layers. Onions, onions have, have layers. layers. Not everybody <laughs> likes onions. Tune in next week when we geek out about Shrek. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know what we're doing, but it, no. it's not movie we could time. Do, we could do. We could easily do a Shrek episode. Yeah, we're kind of following a pattern. We're getting towards the end, so I think we're going to start wrapping it up. But yeah. we're as of right now, we're following a pattern uh, that may change later on. But... We're kind of doing a whatever episode, and then we do TV, movie, whatever. TV, movie, whatever. But it, it may change later on. We're just trying to make it so that we're not covering two movie episodes back-to-back and then two TV episodes because we like a lot of TVs and we <laughs> TV shows. We like a lot of TV shows. And we like a lot of movies and books and stuff like that. But um, we don't want to just throw, oh, hey, we're going to talk about a bunch of YouTube stuff. Or we're going to talk about, like, TVs for three straight weeks. We just don't want to do that to you. We want to bounce it around so you guys have a... Yeah, we don't want to bore you by talking movie after movie after movie after movie. Yeah, because we want this to be a mixture of things. I guess if we're done with uh, cryptozoology, but uh, I will uh, post some pictures of some of these. Pro- not all of them, because I mean, hmm. good lord, there's a lot. There's so many. Tell us, tell us which ones we missed. What are yeah. your, some of your favorite cryptozoological animals, Cryptids. creatures, mythical figures? Um, well, it is pimpthosocials time. We are at Geek to Me Podcast, all lowercase, the number two. So it's Geek, the number two, me podcast. We are that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm an idiot because somewhere when I was creating the group and the page, I made them separately and then linked them after the fact. So. You can find both at geek to me podcast. They are linked together. So if you go to the page, it'll take you to the group. You do have to answer some questions because we don't want bots. That is the only way we have to try and avoid bots. Um, But yeah, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and most of all, share. Share us everywhere. We You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. There is no reason for anyone to not listen to us. 
Make sure your friends are listening. I also want to do a shout out to Co-op Mode Podcast. Uh, Bradley, we will take you up on that offer. You challenged us in your episode, and we accept. We will accept that challenge of Sword and Shield. Listen to their episode, their latest episode, to know what that means. All right, and we will leave you with this shower thought. Submitted by Reddit user Wiggity Wackest. <laughs> That's not even the joke. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. If aliens ever make contact with us, it's probably best not to mention the Miss Universe pageant. <laughs> yeah, no. That, I mean, they have to join. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Star Trek gets started. Yep. <laughs> the Miss Universe pageant. <laughs> <laughs> they show up. That's what they're going to do. They're going to wait for a Miss Universe pageant and they're just going to show up and be like, hey. Surprise contenders. We we have to be in it too. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been a crazy episode. A little bit. A little bit. And we will see you next week, or you'll listen to us next week anyways. Thank you for listening. Go Go Geek geek out. Out.